Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 as we look at prophecy as outlined for us in the Catechism of the Catholic Church between sections 670 to 680. That's only 10 paragraphs that can dramatically increase your understanding of the true historical, papal, and catechetical view of biblical prophecy. I want to circle back to the paragraph that we touched last time, paragraph 677, where the catechism says the church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through a final Passover, only through a final period of suffering following just like Jesus did. We are Christians, and Christians including not just the glory that we'll have with Christ after the second coming, but the suffering between now and then. And then a lot of people make a mistake that the church is going to triumph in history and through golden ages, through a special leader, through um, an, an apparition, through some internet prophecy thing you read. And Cardinal Ratzinger called such ideas of looking for a golden age before the second coming as a schizoid expectation. And it's just, it's not what the church teaches, not what the scriptures teach, it's not what the catechism teaches. And it says the end is only going to come after that, quote, final unleashing of evil. And then in the next sentence, it says God's triumph over the revolt of evil. And that we'll call our episode, The Revolt of Evil. That is what's going to happen. That is the period preceding the second coming. It's not a golden age. It's a very dark age. And it says, the revolt of evil, God will triumph over, and the last judgment after the final cosmic upheaval of the passing of this world, the cosmic upheaval. Now, there's a couple of very important things here, very important things, okay? On footnote 580, which is the footnote for section 677 when it talks about the final unleashing of evil, what is that talking about? The footnote is Revelation 20. And if you've been following us as we've gone through different sections of Scripture, your overall view of biblical prophecy will be dynamically influenced by your interpretation of Revelation 20. And rather than something in the distant future, a future age and everything else, at the end of which there's that little season of a revolt of evil, what the catechism is saying, and then backing that up in footnote 580 with Revelation 20, is that this will occur at the end of the present age. In other words, our future expectation isn't light, it's dark, the darkest that will ever be. It's going to be incredibly dark. Revelation 20 says, when the thousand years were ended, and that's like the long church period, 
Satan will be loosed from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth. And this isn't Russia invading Israel, okay? It talks about God and Magog because Russia isn't at the four corners of the earth. This is a worldwide satanically inspired deception to gather the world to oppose the faithful, okay? And it's going to be worldwide, and it says they're going to march over the broad earth, worldwide movement, and surround the camp of the saints. And it looks like it's going to be the total extinguishing of faith on earth, but fire comes down from heaven, and that's the end of all assaults of evil forever, okay? So just to kind of go back over this, there's preceding the second coming is a final unleashing of evil, and the scripture the catechism uses through footnote 580 is Revelation 20, and that would be the understanding of Revelation 20, the thousand years, as the present period, and at the end of that period, the present age, the present condition, whatever, there's this unleashing of evil and a worldwide deceptions of the nations on the four corners of the globe, okay? And if you want it real quick, uh, section 680 of the Catechism, which is the last section in this section on the future, it says that the triumph of Christ's kingdom will not come about without one last assault by the powers of evil. Um, Be careful by, I mean, we want to be encouraged by our church, but we don't want to fall for hot air talking that it's just going to get better, better. It's all going to get rosy, particularly in the future before the second coming of Christ. No, just the opposite. That will not come about, the fulfillment of that, the triumph of that will not come about without the devil giving his best shot at the people of God, one last assault by the powers of evil. A second thing to pay attention to here in that you've heard me talk many times, if you've been with me here for a while in Luke 21, is that the extreme preterist will take a number of things um, that are in biblical prophecy, apocalyptic things, and saying, no, those are just metaphors, or those are metaphors for something that happened in the past. Well, the Catechism says, after the final cosmic upheaval of this passing world, okay, the Catechism isn't taking these prophecies as metaphors or something past No, it's something real, and it's something future, not past. And if you remember, I've last few episodes, we've been looking at Jerusalem through Luke 21. What a great chapter of the Bible. I even know of a podcast and radio broadcast named after that. Luke 21, 24 says, they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations and Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles, it was starting in 70 AD, until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And you can go to YouTube for the Six-Day War and see the Jewish soldiers going into Jerusalem 
and reestablishing control of Jerusalem in June of 1967. That was since AD 70. So that's pretty big stuff. And then the next verse, which many extreme preterists says these are metaphors, it says, and there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and upon the earth the stress of nations and the roaring of the seas, men fainting with fear, with foreboding what is coming on the world, for the powers of heaven will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. That's the second coming. Sorry, extreme preterist. And now when these things begin to take place, look up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. You know, this stuff seems very simple until you watch your favorite expert tell you that, no, this is a metaphor, or this is in the past, or this doesn't refer to what it says. But the Catechism talks about a future cosmic upheaval that relating to this passing of this world, we looked at 2 Peter 3, it says the very elements of the universe will be dissolved at the second coming. This isn't metaphor. This is the largest physical event in the history of the universe so far. And just to add a little credence to this, St. John Paul II, when he was a cardinal, while preaching a homily to the Fourth Synod of Bishops, used his text as Luke 21, verses 25 through 33. Some of the verses I just read to you about the cosmic upheaval. You know, signs in the sun, moon, and stars, great shaking on the earth. And he said this, the moment which we are living may be very similar to the moment described in today's gospel reading. Do you know that's different from a lot of what Catholic experts are saying? And then he goes on to say, I would urge you to strive to know what hour it is. So what? Here, here it goes. There's a final unleashing of evil, this great deception, resulting in a revolt of evil. A darkening comes on the world with extreme persecution and with the increase of sin, the very elements themselves, the, the earth revolts and shakes, the final cosmic upheaval. And then you see the second coming of Christ, the last judgment, followed by the new heavens and the new earth. Now, I gave you at the beginning, in 677, when it talks about this final unleashing of evil, footnote 580, which is very important, has the scriptural reference for this as Revelation 20, that thousand-year period, and at the end of it, the loosing and the revolt of evil. Now, when you read Revelation, you're not to read Revelation like it's a bus schedule. You know, at one o'clock, bus leaves for Cincinnati, at two o'clock, at least for New York, and chronologically. The book of Revelation often introduces a subject and then later returns to the same subject, often with a slightly modified or additional perspective. So here's a big secret when it comes to Revelation. You already know Revelation 20. We just covered that, and the Catechism is referencing that final unleashing of evil. In case you know that means that the Catechism is in an indirect way adopting the Amil perspective of St. Augustine. But here's what you need to know. Revelation 9 and Revelation 20 are cousins. 
Revelation 9 talks about a great darkening upon the earth. Revelation 20 describes the cause of the great darkening in that Satan and his minions are loosed upon the earth to deceive the nations. One of the best descriptions of Revelation 9, it says, when the air is darkened, when the pit is opened and all that, was given by James Dobson. I heard him say this several years ago. He says, you know, it seems like somebody has gotten a hold of the world's rheostat and just turned it down so it's gotten dark. Now, it seems like we're enlightened with all our high-speed gadgets and everything, but the rheostat has been turned down. It's a darkening in, in my understanding. It's happening right now. It's happening in our world right now. And Jesus said, watch, why? Because this deception is so powerful, so effective, unless you have your antenna up, that's my way of describing active watching and praying according to what Jesus said to do, you might miss it. And the, probably the buildup for this formal loosing of Revelation 20 has been a long time coming, but I believe it's happening now. And so we want to get ready. And again, I refer you, become familiar with those 10 paragraphs, Catechism 670 to 680, five pages, 10 paragraphs. Honestly, it will prepare you for three and a half years of hell on earth. And I know that's a tough sell, but that's so you can inherit an eternity with Christ and all the faithful on a new earth for all the future to come. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and this has been episode 326 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. 